I have come here to chew bubblegum and kick ass. And I'm all out of bubblegum. Red alert. All hands stand to battle stations. Luck S files attack positions. Prepare for battle! Autobots, roll out! Get ready, it's your weekly dose of nerd culture. So you're watching your weekly dose of nerd culture. Well, you're not going to get it for the next four weeks because this is Halloween. It's me, my third favorite host in all of podcasting. Yeah, that, that might be copyright infringement, but I don't care. Because Obi John's not here today to stop me from infringing on his um, properties, I guess you could say. Uh, anyway, it is me, the Doc, with the intro this week. You know, we're we're wing-wanging things today. But uh, I'm not flying solo in my wing-wanging. Uh, with me, I guess you could say... He's the Igor to my Dr. Frankenstein today. Uh, he is one of many hosts of the fastest growing podcast on the network. Uh, that would be House Rules. Uh, Commander Scott, how's it going? Um, so, uh, in, in, in honor of kind of what we're going into today, because that was, that was a weird intro. Uh, and I'm not talking about was, your that, yeah. yeah I'm I'm not talking about your intro even though that was weird as well I'm I'm talking about the the <laughs> that 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 whole uh, the the whole you know intro to the show kind of went off the rails there for a second I don't know what happened we had some technical difficulties it sounded like right um, it it did so there were some technical difficulties it there. It, it it did we uh, we 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 were going on and I don't know what that was that interrupted but. Um, we're definitely going to have to look into that interruption um, uh, and see if we can we can investigate and see see who that that weird voice was on our intro. But um, going with what that disembodied voice that we heard suggested, um, I recently heard about a gentleman. Uh, I don't know if you've heard of him uh, before or not, named Elmer McCurdy. Uh, is he the Elmer's glue guy? He is not the Elmer's glue guy. Oh. Sorry. Sorry. So, it's very interesting. So, on December 8th, 1976, right? The production crew of the television show The Six Million Dollar Man, I'm sure you've heard of that. Yes. Yeah. Uh, they were filming scenes for the episode The Carnival of Spies um, in Long Beach, California, uh, at the Pike, which which I I I'm not sure where or what that is or whatever. But anyway, during the shoot, a prop man they had a prop man uh, who was believed at the time to be a wax mannequin that was brought in for this shoot, right? And he was hanging he was hanging from a gallows, like he'd been been hanged, 
Okay. Yeah. And, and yes, yeah. the proper term is hanged, not hung. That's a whole different connotation. <laughs> um. Uh, they, they said you was hung. <laughs> it <They> was right. <laughs> But anyway, uh, so during the shoot, the the prop man was moved when the mannequin, in quotes, his arm broke off. A human bone and muscle tissue were visible. Um. So the police were called in. The mummified corpse was taken to the Los Angeles coroner's office. Uh, and an autopsy was conducted and determined that the body that they thought was a wax mannequin was indeed that of a human male who had died of a gunshot wound to the chest. The body was oh. completely petrified, covered in wax, and had been covered with layers of phosphorus paint weighing approximately 50 pounds. Um, some hair was still visible on the sides and back. Uh, uh, anyway, uh, some traces of tuberculosis um, was, uh, was, was further found. It, it determined, they, they, they found out uh, that the uh, um, uh, the the body was that of Elmer McCurdy, uh, who was a bank robber, uh, who was killed. Uh, his final robbery took place on October fourth, nineteen eleven, during oh. Okessa, Oklahoma. Uh, they planned to rob. Uh, a Katie train after hearing that it contained $400,000 in cash and it was intended as a royalty payment uh, to the to the Osage Nation. Uh, uh, however, McCarty and his men mistakenly stopped passenger, passenger train number 29 instead. They, they got the wrong uh, train and they were only able to steal $46 from the mail clerk. That's all they got. Uh, well, I'm sorry. $46, two demijohns of whiskey. I'm not sure what a demijohn is. I had to look that up. A revolver, uh, a coat, and the train conductor's watch. That's what they got. Uh, right. a, a, a newspaper account of, uh, of of the time called it, quote, one of the smallest train robberies in history. <laughs> McCurdy was disappointed by the haul. And and returned to a ranch that he was uh, employed at, uh, where he began drinking the whiskey that he stole. Um, uh, and then early in the morning hours of October seventh, a posse of three sheriffs basically tracked him down. Uh, they surrounded the hay, sh- hay shed in which he was uh, um, uh, uh, s- uh, sleeping in, uh, and. Uh, uh, shots were fired in in the morning, and and he was was killed. Uh, and apparently, it looks like his body was taken to the undertaker, where it was unclaimed. Uh, he embalmed the body uh, at the time with, with an arsenic-based preservative, um, uh, and, and he continued he continued to lay unclaimed. Basically, he made his way into a sideshow. He was bought. Okay. Uh, yeah, he was bought by a sideshow and and uh, became quote unquote the bandit became a popular attraction uh, at this sideshow and then was bought by a funeral home and then uh, he goes through this whole thing and ultimately winds up because uh, is is in a uh, an episode of. Um, uh, the six million dollar man, and 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 that's how it was determined that he was a real, a real body, and not a wax 
a wax mannequin as was previously thought when the when the production crew purchased him. <laughs> and then uh subsequently he had to become a member of SAG. Uh, <laughs> yes. For his appearance in the in TV. Uh <laughs> Yep. Wow. That is Yeah. That is horrifying and interesting at the same time. I would not have wanted to be the grip that went to go move the the wax man and broke off the arm and realized it was a human, like actual human. That that poor grip. He'll never work again. Uh, no, that's true. He won't. Um, I'm pretty sure after the autopsy and they found out he was human, uh, I'm pretty sure he was buried at that point somewhere. <laughs> I, I don't. I don't know where. I'm. I'm curious. Uh, I hang on. I'm. I'm looking up. Uh, this stuff here. Um, uh, ultimately, on April twenty second, nineteen seventy seven, a funeral procession was conducted to transport transport McCurdy to the Boot Hill section of Summit View Cemetery in Guthrie, Oklahoma. A graveside service attended by approximately three hundred people was conducted, after which McCurdy was buried next to another outlaw, Bill Doolin. To ensure that McCurdy's body would not be stolen, two feet of concrete were poured over the casket. <laughs> so, yeah, that also that... to make sure that he wasn't a zombie. Um... <laughs> yeah, so to yeah, so that's how a mummified human remain wound up in an episode of um, uh, the Six Million Dollar Man. Just, just cool. FYI. Well. You definitely do keep the nerdy in the Talk Nerdy franchise. You def- definitely. That is something. I, uh, I try. Yes. Um, also, quick mention, follow-up comment. I know you'll appreciate this. Uh, I don't know if Obi-John would if he was here, but you will. Um, Dart was successful. That's a throwback to my oh. nerd fact that I had a couple of yes. weeks ago, maybe. Um Dart was successful. Dart successfully nice. collided. Well, well, it successfully um, collided, but it su- did it successfully divert to their expectations? They have to wait. They ah. have to wait and see because they're going to measure it from Earthbound telescopes yeah. and also from Luke and Leia. Again, the throwback. Yeah. Um, yeah. And the I guess Luke and Leia's purpose ultimately was to record it, but also to measure the debris that. Got ex yeah balls ex- ex- expelled ex- expelled 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 I would say expelled yeah thrown thrown the <laughs> asteroid um and and just to see what kind of impact it really caused um, yeah I watched the series of pictures yeah from when it was like so it was a taking a picture every second and it was traveling at four miles per second yeah and the last picture was from four miles up, so roughly 20,000 feet. Um, and it's only a partial picture because NASA said, well, hey, it collided while it was transmitting. So yeah. uh-huh. it only, like, the last picture, there's a really great picture from, like, uh, it's the second to last one, and you can see the features of the asteroid, which I would never picture an asteroid to look this way. But anyway, that's a different story. Uh but the last picture that is in the sequence is just the top appears. B- 
because it was in the middle of transmitting when it collided. So awesome! It it was it is awesome. That, I, that's kind of cool. I'm 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 really curious to see what the effects of this will be as far as the you know the angle of deflection if it if it's if it meets expectation uh, yes. or not. Um, uh, yeah, because as far as the debris is concerned, yeah, you got you got to look look a lot at that, and, and that is one thing that you know you, that I have trouble wrapping my head around. Um, that let, let's say you've got an asteroid, you know, that that's yeah. headed toward Earth. And a lot of people, you know, common sense, you know, just just normal horse sense would would kind of think, well, let's just blow it up, you know, just throw some nukes at it and we'll just blow it up. But just blowing it up doesn't work because even if you fragment it into, let's say, 150 different pieces, it's still the same mass hitting Earth. Yeah. Yeah, you've not changed the amount of mass hitting Earth. You've just diffused it over a larger area, uh, and and this is where my my lack of advanced physics um, kind of uh, has a has a bit of a, a contradiction with my common sense. Like it, it, one can't reconcile it against the other, and and I have a hard time wrapping my head around it. So yeah, but yeah. Anyway, that's not that's not what we're here to talk about this week. That so. is not what we're here to talk about. Today, we're going to kick off spooky season uh, with a topic that I find interesting, especially uh, nowadays. Uh, but I'm going to take you back, back to the 90s. Um, or as the students in my class say, the late 1900s. I'm going to take you to the late 1900s. Yes. And... Uh, you're walking through your local blockbuster, right? Okay. You're perusing, searching for a, a film that you want to watch. Yeah. You come across the horror section. Horror. Ooh. Well, what defines a horror film? Yeah. So, real quick, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna. And what is scary well, about being scary? Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna make a break here real quick because I got I got I got two things to interject on that point. Okay. All right. Okay. One, I'm, I'm going to interject this, uh, cause I, I have a, I have a late nineties, early two thousands. I'm sorry. A way back in the nineteens, uh, <laughs> uh, blockbuster story. If you would indulge me for just a second. Oh, absolutely. Yes. So many, many, many years ago, back when Blockbuster and stuff was still a thing, uh, uh, I was visiting a friend of mine for the weekend, and I, I like to go down and, and I'd hang out for the weekend, and we'd play, we'd we'd go rent video games and stuff, you know, play video games all weekend. And God love him. Uh, he, he was a great guy. Uh, I haven't seen him in many years. We, we moved apart. But, um, so we went to Blockbuster, and we were going to rent a video game. And course you remember you would you would bring the uh the 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 front piece whatever it was up to the thing you know and but they kept the actual discs like for uh, because i think it was ps1 at the time that that we were renting for uh it may have even been sega dreamcast i'm not sure just dating myself but um they kept the actual discs you know in in the drawers behind the counter yes the money the, the actual money yeah and and so so he 
he took the the plastic case and he went he walked over off to the side to the drawers to get the actual disc for the game, right? And when he did, <laughs> so my friend turns to me and he goes, "Is that a pentagram?" And I'm like, "It is what a pentagram?" Like I didn't know what he was talking about. He's like, "The necklace." He's like, I think he's wearing a pentagram around his neck as a pen, you know, thing. So, so first of all, a, a, a pentagram, contrary to popular belief, is not intrinsically a satanic symbol. It, it is actually in most ideologies, it, it's a symbol of protection. Okay. So, <laughs> oh the, no, I have a feeling I know where this story's going. So I'm like, <laughs> so he's like, is that a pentagram? Because he's he's very, you know, he, he doesn't he doesn't know any better, and and. And I'm like, well, I, oh, I don't know. I, I wasn't paying attention. Like, I, I don't concern myself with what jewelry people are wearing. But I said, but I'll look when he turns back around. So he gets the, so the guy behind the counter gets the disc, and he turns back to us to ring us out. And I look at this necklace that's hanging from his neck, nice little gold chain, little gold pendant, you know. I look at it, and I look at my friend, and I slap him on the shoulder, and I'm like, it's the Star of David, you idiot. <laughs> He's like, what? I'm like, the, the man is obviously uh, a, a member of the Jewish faith. You dumbass. <laughs> it's not a pentagram. <laughs> Night of the walking yarmulkes. <laughs> so, so yeah. So I always, I always thought that was funny. Um, as for oh, the second part, as as far as 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 for the second part of your inquiry, uh, I wouldn't be who I am if I didn't look up the definitions of horror film and horror, right? Okay. Because that's just who I am. And so a horror film is defined by the Dictionary of Film Studies as representing, quote, disturbing and dark subject matter seeking to elicit responses of fear, terror, disgust, shock, suspense, and, of course, horror from their viewers. Unquote. Huh. Um, in the chapter uh, "The American Nightmare: Horror in the 1970s," apparently, um, uh, film critic Robin Wood declared that commonality between horror films are that quote normality is threatened by the monster. Uh, this was further expanded upon by the philosophy of uh, horror or paradoxes of the heart by Noel. Carol, who added that, quote, repulsion must be pleasurable as evidenced by the genre's uh, popularity. Uh, so you've got, you've got kind of a balance here. Um, and apparently prior to the release of Dracula, 1931, uh, as explained by historian Gary Don Rhodes, um, uh, the terminology of horror films did not yet exist as a codified genre. In fact, Dracula 1931 was originally released and, and described as uh, a... Uh, da, 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 uh, where am I at here? I lost my place in my, uh, in, in my, my, my little thing here. Um, uh, basically a detective story. Uh, a, 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 a mystery. That's what it, was. it was listed as a mystery. Okay. Because horror as a, a, a mystery film, yeah. Yeah. Um, is what Dracula 1931 was originally referred to as. 
because horror didn't exist prior to that film's release in 1931. Uh, Now, because uh, the Dictionary of Film Studies uh, does include, you know, seeking to elicit responses of, it includes horror in that definition. I looked up the definition of the word horror, which, uh, according to Merriam-Webster, um is a uh, painful and intense fear dread or dismay uh b intense aversion or repugnance uh and then of course uh stuff like you know the quality of inspiring horror and and all that good stuff so horror has a very wide reaching uh yeah. f- you know uh a definition of what it could encompass uh, and stuff. We're not just talking about we, we we aren't talking about a lot of different things here. Yes, you know. Um, and and to me, to me, I think horror movies can be broken down into like maybe three to four basic categories. Okay. Oh, okay. What you got? Um. So you've got like slasher film. Yeah. Which which I would include is like monster. Basically, something is going around killing people. Um, I know slasher is its own genre that kind of came about a little later. Yeah. But to me, that kind of falls in the monster. Uh, there's something roaming around killing people. Yeah. Okay. Okay. You've got like supernatural slash paranormal. All right. Okay. And then you have what I like to call the grotesque sort of... It, it is only designed to elicit those responses. Yeah. Like, I, like that. Yeah. Yeah. Like, uh, what do I want to say? Like a Blumhouse yeah. type the, movie. The, the, the repulsion aspect yes. of this. Yeah. So um, that's, I mean, that's why I say three to four, because like maybe you could split monster with slasher. Yeah. Because slasher is kind of its own thing. Yeah. And, and it's one of those things I think that, Movies and stuff, especially when you start getting into the horror, you know, subgenres and stuff, is that uh, movies, and 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 I'm I, I don't want to just talk about movies, but of course that's yeah. that's that's kind of the the primary that we're looking at. But you know, they they can look at 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 at, at a they they can bleed into a a, a lot of different things uh, yes. and stuff. Um, so looking here, I've been able to to find. Uh, Basically, subgenres of horror films. Uh, I've I've been able to find um, ten different subgenres. Wow! Yeah. Okay. That's that's way more than my like three or four. Well, <laughs> once again, this is me looking stuff up on the internet. My Google foo is yeah. is strong here. Right. You know this this is me googling shit. Um, uh, I, I'm not gonna lie. I'm just googling stuff here. Just just because we're having a discussion. Yeah. Uh, so, according to what I found here on Google, you've got body horror, comedy horror, folk okay. horror, found footage horror, goth- wait, wait, what was that third one after, sorry, comedy horror, then what? Can comedy horror, out? then number three was folk horror. Okay. Folk isn't like folk music or something, you know? Yep, yep. Yep. Uh, found footage, uh, gothic Natural, slasher, supernatural, teen, and psychological. Okay. Um. 
I, so, I guess I didn't think about psychological because, like, Silence of the Lambs could be considered a horror movie. Yeah, yeah, it would be most definitely in the in in the in the psychological. Well, but yeah. would it? And this is something I was thinking about earlier. Like, would it be considered psychological horror or psychological thriller? Ooh, because it's got aspects of horror. Eh, a little bit, yeah. But yeah. yeah, but not as much as like a thriller. It yeah. is to me, to me, like uh, the scary in the fact that it's like it, those could be real people. That's what's scary about it to me. But it's not necessarily supposed to be a scary movie. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It, it's it's not. Um, um. But I mean, just just looking at all these here real quick. So, body horror, uh, a genre that emerged in the 1970s, focuses on uh, the process of a bodily transformation uh, of some kind. Uh, I'm not sure. Um, the fly. The fly. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. And so, so this 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 brings up an interesting an interesting question. Um so like if you take the original version of the fly with Vincent Price, right? Um I don't know if I've seen that one. And a lot of people have it. It's okay. Because uh, it's like nineteen fifty something or other. Um Um which that would most definitely I would consider being a body horror movie. Um because it's Vincent Price and stuff. It's the 1950s. Whereas the remake with Jeff Goldblum, I kind of consider it more of a science fiction movie yeah. than, than I do a okay. horror film. That's just me. Uh, and I, I don't, I don't want to delve too much into these, these specific things right. uh, here or anything, because I just want to, you know, but like folk uh, comedy horror uh, combines elements of comedy and horror. Uh, and actually, now this is something that's very interesting. Once again, I keep saying I don't want to delve into this, but then I keep finding interesting stuff in this. Um, it occasionally includes horror films with lower ratings that are aimed at a family audience, specifically the short story The Legend of Sleepy Hollow by Washington Irving is cited as, quote, the first great comedy horror story. Huh. And I'm a little confused now because when it comes to the Legend of Sleepy Hollow, I re- I remember the original animated thing. Yes, which um, uh, basically paints um, um, uh, what's his name uh, the, the the main character in that uh, Ichabod, Crane. Ichabod Crane. Thank you, Ichabod Crane is a very kind of a bumbling character, right? Yes. Versus the Johnny Depp movie, which is very much grounded in the the, oh. hor- the horror aspect, and I love that movie. I love Sleepy Hollow. That is a great movie. But when you bring up, like, the comedy horror genre, there are elements of, like, comedy in Sleepy Hollow. Well, in... And, and, and you even do see it now that I think about it. You even do see it in the, in, in the Johnny Depp version, because in that, he has some very... Uh, comedic yeah. responses to things. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like he's he's a medical examiner yeah. that is like squeamish. Yes, <laughs> that's that's funny. Yeah. Um, in, in all honesty, I never thought of Sleepy the Legend of Sleepy Hollow as comedy horror until now. Like now, I really want to watch that movie again just to just to see that. 
Um, speaking of which, uh, I, I just recently watched on Shudder. I watched uh, a movie. It was it's a Shudder original called uh, Raven's Hollow. Okay. I don't know if you've seen it or not. No. You should. I don't you, have. I'm not a. I'm not a Shudder. Um, what do you call it? I don't subscriber. Subscribe. Yeah. 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 Um, it, actually, that, that kind of. I'm, I'm kind of interested by that because I mean, you you love horror movies and scary movies and slasher movies and stuff. I I thought you would be on Shudder. Um, but uh, basically, it, it's just a remake of Sleepy Hollow, like the Johnny Depp movie. Okay. But instead of instead of the Hessian. The, the, the headless horseman, right? Yeah. You substitute in a uh, spoilers for anybody that hasn't seen it, um, but don't let this stop you because it's a really good movie. Um, uh, you substitute in a supernatural entity called the Raven. Okay. Okay. Um, and then in in lieu of uh, Ichabod Crane as the detective, you substitute in the 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 military cadet from West Point Edgar Poe, oh, which which is a bit of a departure from historical accuracy because during his military service uh, Edgar Allan Poe did not use his his actual surname of Poe uh, while he was in the military he used a different name, um, huh. um, but that's neither here nor there. Uh, it's actually a decent movie. It, it's very worth watching. Uh, but it really just is a remake of the Giant Depp uh, Sleepy Hollow story. Um, uh, and speaking of, while we're on the topic of comedy horror, yeah, one of my favorite. It, to me, it's more of a comedy than it is horror. But it definitely takes like it takes aspects of some sort of like backcountry, the hills have eyes sort of like. Um, House of a Thousand Corpses type idea and flips it on its head, yep. and that is uh, Dale and Tucker versus Evil. Oh, Dale and Tucker versus Evil is great. I God, love, yes. Love it. <laughs> My favorite part is I, I can't remember which one's which, but the I think it's Tucker, the big guy with the beard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When he when he walks up to the group of college te- the college kids. Yeah. <laughs> You guys, you guys heading up to the woods? Because <laughs> you know the other guy tells him that he needs to smile. And yeah, laugh. he needs to smile and laugh, and it just comes off creepy as shit. Yeah, with that scythe in his hand, he's just like, <laughs> yeah. And then the guy's like, "You get away from us!" Yeah, I yeah. love that. I, love I, that I still love my, my my favorite my favorite one because uh, there's so many great moments in that movie. But uh, when the uh, when the sheriff gets hit in the head with the board with the nail in it, yes, you know, and and he's he's stumbling around because he's got this like big six inch spike nail like through his temple into his brain with this board attached to it, you know, and he's kind of stumbling around. <laughs> and Alan Tudyk's character is like, no, no, he's okay, he's okay, he's gonna walk it off. You, <laughs> he's gonna walk it off. He's okay. <laughs> But no, um, you're you're absolutely right. That is that is very much a a. It's actually a combination, I would think, of two of these because this leads into the next one that's on this list. Comedy horror, of course, we know because it's comedy, but folk horror, which uses elements yeah. of folklore or other religious or cultural beliefs, um, 
featured in usually rural sell- uh, rural settings uh, and themes of isolation. So yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Tucker and Dale versus Evil would most definitely be a combination of comedy and folk horror. Um, but you also mentioned hey, hey, huh? college kids. We got you free. <laughs> God, I love that movie. That movie's great. Um, but you also mentioned The Hills Have Eyes. Like, that would be folk yeah. horror. Uh, Children of the Corn, I think, would yeah, probably I was just be. Say yeah, Children of the Corn. Would be folk horror and stuff. Um, I've never seen it. I want to see it. My uncle told me about it a long time ago, and he said it was a crazy movie, and I want, I do want to watch it. I'm not mad I haven't watched it, but uh, Pumpkinhead? You know, I don't think I've ever seen uh, any of the Pumpkinhead movies, because there's more than one, right? Yeah, I, th- I think so, but I think he saw the original. I think the way he described to that sort of, well, that might be a combination of, like, Supernatural, but it is also sort of a folklore type thing. Yeah, um, yeah, you, you've got a bit anyway. of a folklore. Yeah, exactly, once again. Uh, um you're you're combining stuff. Uh, you've got folklore, because it is kind of based off of a rural legend. Um, uh, and, um, uh, let's see here. American horror film series began in 1988, originally inspired by a poem by Ed Justin. See, now I want to read that poem because I've been fascinated here recently by poetry. Um, uh, the series centers on the eponymous demon who attacks whomever it is summoned to destroy it. Uh, and that most definitely, I think would fall into supernatural. Yeah. Yeah. Um, um. So, oh, what was I had something? Oh, I just I just want to throw out there real quick. My least favorite of the horror films are the like um, shock and awe is what I call them. Okay, Um, where it's like they're just throwing things out there to just elicit a response. Um, Like what? What Like saw saw. Yeah. Or uh, or hostile, uh, those types of horror films I'm not interested in. Uh, well, one because I do kind of have like a squeamish, weak stomach type deal where like I don't like to watch that kind of stuff. But also, I feel like they're just kind of. I'll admit I haven't seen all of the Saw movies, but it's almost like they're trying to uh, see over. Like overwhelm you, yeah, go over the top with the next yeah. movie. Like, well, and, and I'll be honest, I haven't seen any of the Saw movies because yeah. I always felt that the Saw movies were basically just like you said, just blood and gore for the sake of blood and gore, yeah, uh, and stuff. And I get, I get that there's a psychological component to it because they're trying to get the audience to identify with the victims who are put in these impossible situations of having to make a decision. Yeah. Like, like that's where they're getting their horror from uh, and stuff. But they are definitely in the, when it comes to the definition of, you know, horror movies uh, uh, and, and, and everything, it, it's definitely well into the, um, uh, uh, da, 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 da. where was that definition that I, that I, found um uh repugnance you know uh, yeah and, and stuff things that are just you know repulsive yeah. and horrible um and, and I, I i tend to agree i don't i don't really get into into those as much as as as, as well same same as you 
And um, I'll just be completely honest with you. If I'm going to watch a movie like that, that is going for that sort of shock and awe, blood and gore, there's only one movie I'm turning on. The Texas Chainsaw Massacre. You know, I'm not a big fan of that either. Oh, I, for some odd reason, I really enjoy that one. In fact, I enjoy it so much I have, like, a special edition in a hard case. Like, a reflective gold hard case that um, is on my top shelf of my movie collection. Because I, oh, just, I don't know. There's parts of that movie that I'm just like, oh, my God, this is so creepy, but I can't stop watching. Like, uh, when they have the woman, like, they have the girl upstairs and they give the, basically mummified decrepit grandparents they give the grandpa a hammer and the kid the guy's like yelling hit her grandpa come on hit her and i'm just like oh god it's i can't like i can't look away but it's so i don't know um so uh what what are the things that, that 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 you know i i find interesting when it comes to the definition of horror and horror movies and stuff is the, the elicitation of fear, right? Yeah. Like nothing that I've, well, I'm not going to say nothing, but really not nothing I've ever really seen or read or played or anything. Um, scares me. Right. Cause like, I'm not afraid of a movie. Like right. I, I can see eliciting an emotional response of anxiety, you know, where the suspense is is there. Right. But I'm still not afraid myself. I, I'm not afraid for myself. So when it comes to the the whole fear aspect, I I don't I don't see that personally. See now, I, I'm on the other end of that spectrum. Okay. Um, I suffer from an overactive imagination. Okay. I, I, I have forever. It's one of the things that like, I don't know how I got it, why I'm, why I am this way sometimes, but my, I have an overactive imagination. And if I see a movie that is scary to me for some reason or another, I need something to like calm me down. I need, like, um, for example, I watched a movie back in high school. I was hanging out with some friends, and the movie was called They. Um, I don't know yeah. if you've ever heard of it. Uh, it's familiar. They or Them, I think, is what it's called. And so basically the story is there are these weird night creature things that live under your bed. Yeah. Well, they don't live under your bed. They live in the shadows. Yeah. And they can only come out in shadows. So if you have light, they can't get to you. But um, but 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 shadows only exist if there's light. If there's no light, there's no shadows. Yeah, I know it's it's kind of backwards, but okay. Um, so anyway, they that they live in dark areas. Let me put it that way. So not necessarily shadows, but just like in the dark. Oh, an absence of light. Yeah. Okay. And so. Um, they marked a bunch of children that they couldn't collect at the time. So they, they left a mark on them and then they came back to get them as adults. Okay. And so the whole movie is following this woman who got marked as a child and so on and so forth. 
I watched this movie with my friends. It was dark. We had the lights off. It was nighttime. And I was like, oh, crap. Just because I have an overactive imagination. Like, yeah. I know it's not a real movie. Yeah. I mean, I know it's not real. Yeah. I know it's a movie. Yeah. But you can't turn that off. And so we had to watch um, The Incredibles. <laughs> to you, level me out. You had because, to, like, I, yeah. I was freaking out. You were freaking out, huh? Yes. Uh, when I was a kid, I know it's not a horror movie per se, but Tremors freaked me out as a kid. Really? I would, I would turn off the lights and jump into my bed um, because I was afraid the Graboids were going to get me. <laughs> so so to me, like the horror genre, it really does. Like if it's a scary movie to me, I am scared by it. Really? Uh, yes. Um, another perfect example, the movie Alien. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. My and I know we've talked about this on the show before, but my first experience with the movie Alien was it was on TV. Yeah. And uh, I was watching it because I was very enthralled by it. But when things got too intense, I would change the channel. <laughs> so, like, well, they would be building and building to a climactic moment, and like if it got too intense, I changed the channel, and then I would come back. <laughs> see, I would change the channel and then come back. I, 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 you know, I, I can, I, I honestly can say I've never actually been scared to that extent by any movie, book, yeah. or you know, uh, anything in, in the horror genre. Um, uh, to that extent, because um, I love and I miss. This is something that I really do miss: is is getting together with a few friends, turning out the lights, and watching just some scary movies with the lights off and stuff. Um, it really doesn't bother me that much. Now, I'm not going to say I don't have dreams. Like, I'll go to bed, and yeah, I, my, my brain will be fixated on stuff. But I, I completely, like, I've always gotten that it was just, it, it's all fiction. And so, I just kind of embrace it. It doesn't bother me. I still go to sleep. Um, that being said, uh, I think one of the few movies that I've ever watched that came closest to instilling an actual sense of fear in me that I actually considered to be a scary movie, right? Showgirls. Oh, God, yes. <laughs> oh, that movie is horrific. That movie should be just, oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I had to quote Scream 2 there. Like, I just have to help myself. But, yeah. It's all good. Okay, go ahead. Um, no, uh, uh, the original uh, Nightmare on Elm Street. Oh, 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 no. I love, no, sir. I love the original. Well, I, I love Nightmare on Elm Street just in general. Uh, yeah. It, it's my go-to slasher franchise. But uh, but that first one from Wes Craven, you know, was just, yeah, I, I don't know. It was It was wonderful. Uh, and, and it gave me a, just a little bit, I, I'm not going to say it scared me, but it, it gave me, uh, that elevated sense of anxiety, like that, that yeah. tension, you know, when I was watching it. You want to talk about a movie that I can't watch at night. There you go. Really? Oh, it's gotta be daytime. So, <laughs> so, so the next time I come up to visit, we can't, you know, get together about, you know. 11 o'clock at night, turn off all the lights, maybe light a couple of candles and stuff, and watch the original Nightmare on Elm Street? Oh, no, we can. You just, you might get slapped. That's all. <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm just warning you. 
not on purpose. Like I'm not just gonna like slap the shit out of you or something. Like I seriously, really? Yeah, I mean I can't. It's I don't know what it is. I just I can't turn it off ever. I my anxiety goes through the roof. Like you say, you get a little sense of anxiety. Mine yeah. is like. Especially if it's a movie I'm really into. Like, if I really get engrossed into the movie, yeah. like, I really enjoy it, Yeah, I just sell out and become part of it. Like, that's that's their plan. Like, that's their yeah, goal. Yeah, yeah that's their goal. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and that's, for me, that's too much sometimes because, like I said, overactive imagination. I really get into it. And, like, it's it can get bad sometimes. Especially if it's a scary movie I've never seen. Um, wow. But that's like, I'm saying the movies, like scary movies that are just blood and gore, that doesn't scare me. Yeah, yeah. Jump scares will get you because it's a jump scare. That's why it's there. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it, it, it elicits the fight or flight response. It's a primal yeah. response. Yeah, you can, you can, you can kind of mitigate it, excuse me, mitigate it a little bit, but you can't fully suppress it cause, just because right. you're human. But it's a lot of those, like, uh, it's more, sometimes it's more that paranormal, like, sort of supernatural movie that I just don't, I stay away from sometimes. Um, Like The Exorcist. Oh, (laughs) God. See, and and supernatural horror, going into one of the other subgenres here, supernatural horror is one of the horror movies that I just love. Yeah. You know, anything that has any kind of a supernatural element, you know, and stuff, I, I just love it. So, like, uh, of course, Nightmare on Elm Street, you know, is, yep. is one of my favorites because Freddy obviously is a supernatural element. Um, um, uh, what is it? Uh, Child's Play. You know, I, I, I love the Child's Play series because... You got the supernatural element of it. It's great. Uh, Phantasm is one of mine. Hellraiser, I love. Um, uh, so, huh? I'm just going to interject real quick. Yeah. Here's an enigma for you. All right. Child's Play doesn't have any effect on me. <laughs> well, it, it basically, at its core, Child's Play is just a straight slasher flick. Yeah. It, yeah. It, 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 it doesn't. It doesn't scare me the way some scary movies do. Like, no, I can see slasher movies are a little different. Yeah. for me, you yeah. know, it's a, you're like, okay, it's a person coming to get you. Like, yeah, Halloween, I can sit through that movie. You know, Friday the Thirteenth, Scream, yeah, movies yeah. like that. Yeah, don't even get problem. me. Don't even get me started on Halloween 1978. Damn it, no, <laughs> that's a topic for a different time. All right. <laughs> Anyway, go ahead. Anyway, I can sit through those movies just fine. But like Insidious? No. No, thank you. I I, I haven't seen Insidious. I don't know what it's about. Oh. Oh god. Okay. Oh god. Okay. I'm good. I'm fine. I can talk about it. It's fine. Um oh, now I'm thinking about it. Damn it, Scott. Can you? Uh, can you uh, talk about it? Oh, yes, Jay. What about Insidious? So, Whoa, what was that? That was weird. That uh, was... Uh, so it's uh, 
um, this couple has a kid and like the kid falls ill and, and they can't quite figure out why he's sick or why, like, and then he slips into a coma and it, it turns out he's being haunted by a demon. Like he's being, his soul is being held by a demon and, uh, oh man, it's just creepy. It's just a creepy move. I'm like, I'm literally getting chills right now. Just thinking. About it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it, you need to watch it. Maybe you'll feel differently. Maybe you won't enjoy it as much as I did or, or think about it the same way, but it's placement of jump scares. Fantastic. Uh, the story is good. All the elements of it, I think, make it a really like good movie to watch. Um, yeah, yeah I'd re- I, I highly recommend it. You should check it out sometime, Scott. I don't have, I haven't seen the sequels or anything, but um, it's Insidious is good. Um, I have to check that one out because you like uh, what is it? Um, you and you and Obi John watched all those other ones with the couple. Oh, um, the. Uh... <laughs> if you hadn't have said it, I could have told you. Uh, yeah, that's loosely based on because 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 the Annabelle movies are part of it. Um, yeah. uh, the 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 nun is part of that 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 shared universe. Uh, <laughs> Somewhere, Obi John is just cringing because we can't think of the name. He, of he name. is. He is completely uh, and utterly. Um. Oh crap! What the hell? What the hell is that? Because uh, then there's like a chapter two, like a the oh damn it! Get <laughs> it? I'm gonna use the Google. Hold on. Uh, yes, yes, yes. Get break out the Google. The Google needs to be there. Uh, Annabelle. We should look up Annabelle because that's the only one that I know of. It's it's in the uh, yeah. Hang on, I'm getting there, I swear. The Conjuring. Ah, there you go. Yes, the Conjuring series. I like the Conjuring series. Um, because first of all, it, it's based off of, like, so Ed and Lorraine Warren were actual real-life people. Yeah. Uh, and everything, and they actually did do, you know, quite a bit of, uh, like, uh, uh, supernatural investigations and all that good stuff. Now, when you read the real history of it, it's nowhere near as entertaining as the the cinematic version. Uh, literally, they just had a a bunch of weird like thrift store knickknacks in their house, <laughs> and they they charged people to come look at them. And the original Annabelle was a Raggedy Ann doll. You know, okay. and, and stuff, and yeah, ooh, if you believe it, cool. But yeah, it was it was nowhere near what the the movie version leads us to believe. It's very mundane in real life. Um, but that, that once again, that that comes to what what you personally believe. Uh, if you're looking for cinematic, entertaining horror, yeah, go with the movies. Don't don't worry about the real life stuff. Um. But I love the Conjuring movies uh, and and everything. I thought there was another one coming out. One more. I thought there was one more coming, but I don't know. Oh, I'm sure there's more coming because, like, once it starts making money, they they just keep making money. Yeah, um, they just keep making them. Speaking of which, you you should watch a movie called The Cleansing Hour. 
Uh, so it, it's basically about this 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 guy uh, and I think his girlfriend uh, and some friends of theirs. They have this very very successful uh, online streaming channel where they do exorcisms. Like you know, he's like okay. a streaming televangelist that does you know exorcisms. But of course, all the exorcisms and stuff that they stream and and things are are staged. Because they're just they're just doing a streaming show is what they're doing. They're just getting ratings, right? Right. Until the one that you're seeing in the 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 show, basically an actual demon, kind of takes umbrage in the fact that they're faking everything, and an actual demon possesses his girlfriend. And while they're streaming and stuff, it's actually a really good little movie. Hmm. It's it's pretty fun. Yeah, the the cleansing hour. It's really good. Um, I enjoyed that. While we're on the subject, sorry, yeah, go ahead. No, no go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, I was just gonna say, while we're on the subject of supernatural horror movies, yeah. Um, back in college, uh, my friend, uh, other Scott, you know, you know, not Scott. I've I've or, met not I've met not Scott. Yeah. Yeah, not Scott and yeah. and Phonicole. and Phonicole, Yeah. Um. So not Scott and his roommate Jeff, who was also at the wedding. He he was he and his wife Molly read. Okay. The anyway, they went to go see the Exorcism of Emily Rose. Oh yeah 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 yeah. Okay, went to go see that in the theaters. I did not go with them because again, overactive imagination, not my <laughs> cup of tea. Like you guys go enjoy. So they came back and they were telling me about how scary it was and how they really enjoyed it because they really enjoy those types of movies. But I guess in the movie, uh, she is possessed at like what three oh eight in the morning or something like that. Okay. Like like or three fifteen or something. It's been okay, a long so, time since I've seen it, so I don't know. Let's just say it's three fifteen in the morning for the sake of this story. Okay. So yeah. For the ease of the story, so let's say it's at three fifteen is when she gets possessed. So Jeff and Scott went to go see this movie. And both of them woke up at 3.14 after they had seen the movie. Okay. And they both sat up in their beds and were, like, staring at each other. And, like, because, you know, college, you have, they had a connected loft. Oh, okay. And, like, you know, you sleep feet to feet in this connect. It's like like a double loft. I have to take your word for it. I don't don't know this particular layout. It's it's okay. So like you just to save space you raise your bed. That's why it's a loft. It's a lofted bed. And then it's just extended. So it like reaches the entire width of your room so that you only have one loft instead of two. So it takes up less space. But anyway. So they're both sleeping. They both wake up at 3:14. They both sit up and they talked to each other for like 10-15 minutes until they fell back asleep because they didn't want to fall asleep over the 315 time frame <laughs> as they were they had seen that movie really were, so yes so they 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 thought just just chatting was going to stop demonic possession yeah well you know anything again you like, know we like, we see that it's fiction we understand it's fiction but at the same time like 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 the demon is sitting you know on the just the other side of the veil you know from reality you know just sitting there going come on guys i've got some place to be 
Oh, they're still talking. God damn it, they're still talking. Shit. Uh, oh, my God, it's 4 o'clock. I'm leaving. Yeah, go yeah. Well, screw else. you guys. I'm going home. Exactly. I'm going to go possess somebody else. You people just won't fall asleep. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Basically. Oh. Uh, yeah. I, and, that's funny. Like, I really enjoy The Exorcist. Um I, oh, here's a question. This is a good one. This just popped in. You know, we're just having this nice open conversation. Sure. Is, um, oh, now I just went into a brain fog. <laughs> just completely blank there, eh? Yeah, The Shining. There we go. Is The Shining supernatural or like a slasher? Oh, no. I, I firmly believe The Shining is supernatural. Yeah, I, I I put The Shining well well in the the realm of supernatural horror, because um, there's some there's some slasher aspects to it, but I don't see you don't see a lot of actual straight like body mutilation or anything in it. Right. Yeah, it, it is most definitely, uh, 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 and it could even be psychological horror too. Yeah. I, yeah, yeah. I, I would actually put it more supernatural slash psychological than I ever would slasher, but but that's now, just me. There's another movie that's like it's scary, but I'm not scared by it. Okay, like because it what's like it's scary because of all the elements that make it a horror movie. You know, all this weird stuff going on. But I'm not scared by it in the same way that I'm scared by Friday or uh, Nightmare on Elm Street. Okay. I and again, I can't explain these things. I don't. I don't mind in my body work the way they do. Okay. Especially my mind, it just yeah. works the way it does. Yeah, just yeah. I can't. You know? it's, all, it's, it's all chemistry. Yeah. It's okay. Yeah. Um. But I I will say what was hilarious to me was. Not necessarily The Shining, not seeing The Shining, because, like, I love that movie. But what was hilarious was going to see Ready Player One. I have not seen that movie, and right now I still refuse to watch that movie. Okay, but you've re- have you read the book? Oh, yeah, I've gone through the book several times. I love the book. Okay, so, yes, they the movie... And, and Obi John and I had a discussion about this, I think, one time where if you take the movie as the movie and the book as the book, they're their own separate things. In my mind, they're their own separate things. Okay. I don't necessarily have to connect them to each other. Okay. Because if you've read the book, you can love and enjoy the book. Yeah. If you've only seen the movie, you can enjoy the movie. That's yeah. fine. Yeah. If you can separate the two of them and enjoy them separately, which I do, I did, I enjoyed the movie, yeah, and I really enjoy the book, yeah. But I separate them. I know some people can't quite. Yeah, I'm, and, I'm one of those people. Yeah, yeah, which is okay. That's fine. That's fine. Enjoy the book then. Don't worry about the movie. I'm I'm um, not. <laughs> but there is a scene in the movie. It was great. Uh, Oh, I can't remember the character's name. His best friend that turns out to be a girl. H. H. Okay. So, in the book, you know, they have to go... I can't remember where they go to find certain things about the Easter egg. Okay. But in the movie, they have to go into The Shining. Mm. 
like the movie The Shining. Okay. Yeah. Uh, in 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 the book, they go into the movie uh, War Games. Okay, so in the movie they do The Shining, right? Yeah. And they're about to enter the movie The Shining, and H turns to everybody and goes, "Wait, The Shining? I've never seen it." And everybody like turns and looks at her, and she goes, "Is it scary?" <laughs> And so in the movie theater, so, you know, that's what's happening in the movie. But in the movie theater I was in, H says, I've never seen The Shining. And like, you know, 10, 15 people go, oh, no. Then then, uh, she goes, is it scary? And then more people are like, oh, oh, no, H, no, oh, no. And so then, like, the music strikes up from The Shining when they enter. And people in the theater are just like, oh, 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 no, oh, no. Because H had never seen it. So we were just like, we're reacting to her having never seen it. Wait, hang on. So. When, when, when they are getting ready to enter? Yes. They meaning yes. H, Artemis, and Parzival. Uh, I think i don't know i feel like there was like four or five people because in the book okay so sorry we're gonna take we're gonna we're gonna go down a rabbit hole here um so okay. yeah because you, you you triggered you you triggered something here so i'm sorry i've not I'm seen sorry. the movie and 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 yes the reason i've not seen the movie is because of uh the 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 where the first key is hidden uh in the movie it just pisses me off but uh, in the book, when they get the copper key, the copper key leads, you know, basically opens the 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 first gate, which goes into um, um, the war games simulation. Okay. Okay. And then later on, the 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 crystal key opens up the 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 third gate. And the third gate is um, a- another flick sink, which uh, I don't remember offhand which flick sink it is. I don't think it's the shining. I think it's something else. But then okay. you then you have a a thing where he has to play uh, uh, shit the 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 one where you you go around the the game. Yeah, he has to play. It's it's basically a rehash of the first three gates. You know, uh, again and and stuff, and because uh, it's been, been a while since I read it, but Parzival's the only one that goes into the third gate. Like, there's no place where they all go into the same gate at the same time in the book. Uh, yeah, none. There's like, there's at least four of them that all enter yeah. into the Shining at the same time. Well, yeah, which makes no sense because. The only place that could occur is the third gate. And, you know, in, in the book, they're all killed by the, the cataclyst. But Parzival uh, comes back because he has the extra life that nobody else yeah. has. Yep. Like, at the time he enters the third gate and the third gate is open, all the rest of them are killed. Now... He and Sorrento are in the third gate at the same time because Sorrento just takes control of another avatar 
and yeah. comes in from outside the sector. Yes. Um, so you, I'm, I'm, I'm just going to say it. You're going to, you're really going to hate this, but I'm going to say it. Uh, so he got that quarter, right? That extra life. Yeah. By playing Pac-Man. Yeah. And getting a perfect score. Yeah. Uh, in the, in the movie, he gets it because he won a bet with like the automated Butler guy. Oh yeah. I, I, I hate this movie more and more. Like, like uh, the more I hear about this movie, the more I hate it and will never ever watch it. Cause it's just, it's just a horrible, horrible adaptation. It's like, we're going to take everything about this book. Uh, and I'm just going to change it. Um, uh, because I'm Steven Spielberg and I can, and I don't want to pay for shit that part of I own anyway. So yeah, right. screw that. So, um, anyway, we're, we're, we're way off topic here. Back to horror. Yeah. Horror, and, and, horror, and, movie. yeah horror movies, horror scary movie. stuff. Uh, yeah, I, I do enjoy a good horror movie. Um, I really enjoy a good slasher. Uh, love Friday the 13th. Um, love, I, I enjoyed, I don't want to say love, I really liked the Halloween from 19, what was it, 78? Really? I liked it. You like Halloween 1978. Now, okay, alright, if you take out, if you take out the fact that he's just driving around in a station wagon being a stalker for like 30 minutes of the movie, it's not bad. So what you're saying is if you cut out the entirety of Act 2, and jump straight from Act 1 to Act 3 of that movie, it's not bad. Yeah, 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 yeah. So if you cut out a full third of that movie in which the movie is boring as shit, it's yeah. an okay movie. Yeah, yeah. <sighs> okay, sure. Yeah, I can get behind that. All right, you know what? And I'm going to say this because Grit's not here and Obi-John's not here <laughs> to argue with me about this. Yeah. But I would rather watch... Friday the 13th, then Halloween. Oh, I would rather watch Friday the 13th and Halloween in a heartbeat. That first Friday the 13th is so good. Yeah, and I'll say it even if they are here. Halloween 1978 is a shit crap ton of a movie. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, um, there's nothing scary about that movie. It's literally him standing on a sidewalk being a creepy stalker guy and driving around creepily in a station wagon for like 35, 40 minutes. Yep. Uh, and then, then then, in Act 3, when night actually comes, he kills three people. Now, I know I've heard the whole argument, oh, well, it was 1978, and it was a different time, and you got to look at it in context in order to understand the blah, 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 how it changed the genre, and blah, blah, blah. You know what? Screw that. No. 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 Because a good movie is a good movie is a good movie and it stands the test of time. This movie does not stand the test of time by any standards since like 1982. It's a horrible movie. Um, and I can't even imagine, I can't imagine why it was a good movie in 1978. Like, I, I really can't. I can't wrap my head around that. Uh, that being said, um, uh, I did recently watch uh, Halloween 2018. Yeah, which was the 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 newest the the, the n not the newest Halloween movie because that was Halloween Kills, um, but it was a, a reimagined direct follow up to Halloween nineteen seventy eight, and I did enjoy that. 
Yeah, it was. It's basically. I haven't seen that one yet, but it's basically. You forget all the sequels. Yeah. Between one and this one. Yeah. Including the Rob Zombie movies. Yes. Uh, yeah, they're their own thing as well. Uh, but forget all the sequels. To uh, Halloween 2018 is just a straight up sequel to Halloween 1978. It bring it, it does a lot of callbacks to 1978, um, but with kind of Laurie Strobe in the, the the way it uses the juxtaposition of Michael Myers 1978 with Laurie Strobe 2018, I I thought was really good um, uh, because it actually gave us character development in those scenes, whereas the 1978 does not give us any character development at all. Um, um, it, it's really good. Uh, Halloween Kills is very interesting uh, because it lives up to its name because Michael Myers kills like a fuck ton of people in that movie. Um, uh, and, and I kind of, I see what he was doing. He was, he was, uh, the, the, uh, D- Danny McBride, I think, was was the writer or one of the writers for the films, um, and I I see what he's doing because because it, it's basically it's trying to do the uh, Godfather Part Two treatment in that it's paralleling you know the stories of two different things. So you've got the the characters from 1978 dealing with the aftermath of the 1978 events. So it's, it's, it's that it's, it's the original Halloween movie after the movie's done. And we're seeing how they're dealing with this aftermath. And then it's those same characters paralleled in 2018 in the aftermath of the 2018 movie, uh, and everything. And it, for the, for the most part, it's actually pretty decent. It's a decent slasher flick. Um, uh, there's there's a weird sequence in the hospital that kind of takes a departure from the movie for a minute, and then it comes back. But that's neither here nor there. I'm I'm very anxious to see how uh, Halloween ends, which is the next one, which is about to come out uh, here in a couple of weeks at the time of this recording. Um, I, I'm I'm curious to see how that one's going to play out. So yeah, the question, the real question is, will Halloween end? No. The, the 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 answer to that is no because that movie is going to make a crap ton of money because the last yep. two did uh and uh after this is now this trilogy might end but give it a few years they'll they'll bring Michael Myers back he just it'll be Halloween it. lives oh see Jay you had to give a name to it didn't you <laughs> you had to give a name to it now it's gonna happen it's out in the universe <laughs> Halloween <laughs> lives. Like- it's like a stray cat or a stray dog. Once you name it, once you name it, around. yeah, exactly. See, the universe has heard you now. <laughs> Halloween lives. Yeah. Uh, oh man, what was it? Oh, I know. Okay, here's this is what I this is what blows my mind. All right. Yeah. Okay. In a three year span. In a three year span. So take yourself like you are in your 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 late teens, early twenties, and it's the seventies. Okay. Yep. And in a three year span in 1977, you saw star Wars in theaters. Okay. In 1978, you saw Halloween. Okay. And then in 1979, you saw alien. Yep. (laughs) It just blows my mind. I would have, I would love to 
have a time machine and go just experience that. Like it wipes my memory clean and I get to experience those things like I've never experienced them. And it's just it would be interesting to experience because it's like, hey, crazy adventures in space. Hey, random killer guy on the loose at Halloween. And then random adventures in space with a random killer on board the spaceship. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, it's interesting, you know, think thinking of things in those terms, because if you go back to uh, many years ago, I, I had a, I had a friend who actually did a, uh, a term paper on the movie psycho. Uh, right. Okay. Um, psycho of course came out in the sixties. Yeah. Alfred Hitchcock. Um, the whole Norman Bates, you know, shower scene, you know, stabbing and everything. Um, so you you have you seen Psycho, like yes. the original? I mean, would you consider it a very scary movie? No, no. It, it, by today's standards, it is not. However, in the nineteen sixties, when it was in theaters, right? Like there were theaters, you know, all over the country that were showing this that had things like they they would actually have um, a, an ambulance and medical personnel standing by, like actually at the theater, to wow. treat people if they passed out or if they needed to go to the hospital or whatever. Um, there were theaters that would have an intermission at about the halfway point, and I forget what that point was set, but there was a... Uh, like after the second reel or something, when the second reel was done, they would stop for like an intermission. And if you wanted to leave at that point, they would give you a refund. But if you stayed beyond the second reel, you were not allowed a refund because it was considered that scary. And that, yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. Um, Because times change. You know, what we consider scary and stuff today is, you know, or or what what people considered scary 40, 50, 60 years ago is like mundane to us now. We're we're so, you know, uh, because we've we've gotten so much more in the way of visual effects and stories and 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 all that good stuff. So uh, the nature of horror uh, just changes. uh, as you go forward and such, uh, I mean, yeah. if if you look at the works of of, of H. P. Lovecraft, but at the same time, it kind of still doesn't because H. Uh, P. Lovecraft, you know, was 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 one of the masters of horror um, back in the the uh, the the nineteen twenties and thirties, um, with you know uh, the Call of Cthulhu and the Mountains of Madness, um, uh, crap, uh, Dagon. Um, I'm trying to think of some some of the others, you know, the the, the other popular uh, Lovecraftian things, and uh, and and he's still being like Lovecraft and Lovecraftian horror is still being uh, perpetrated as horror today. We still see that. Um, if you haven't seen it, uh, you should really watch um, an adaptation of The Color Out of Space with uh, Nicolas Cage. Uh, which is a very good horror story um, and everything. Uh, if you haven't seen that, like I said, I, re- I highly recommend it. Um, I, I, I actually just watched that this, this isn't a, uh, 
uh, a direct adaptation of a Lovecraft story, but but it is a very Lovecraftian um, horror story. But it falls into that uh, somewhat of the supernatural uh, horror and comedy horror. Um, it, it's a movie called Glorious. Uh, I watched it on Shudder here recently, where you have this this gentleman uh, who gets trapped in this rest rest stop uh, bathroom. Okay. Okay. He gets stopped in a restroom. He gets trapped in a rest a rest stop restroom. Uh, by this ancient old god. Okay? Okay. Um, and he's not allowed to look at the, the, the ancient old god, because the ancient old god is kind of self-contained in the stall next door to his, when when they first, at the beginning of the film, when they, they first start conversing. Okay? Okay. And the... And the the only way that they can kind of converse, of course, you got the stall, but there's a there's a glory hole in the stall door or in the, the oh, stall God. wall. Okay. Okay. And he tries to look through it at one point, and the the god yells at him and kind of messes with his head. He's like, "You can't look upon my true form." Well, well, the whole thing is, um, the god needs this guy's help to stop the end of the world. Okay. Okay. And the god is voiced by J.K. Simmons. Oh, nice. Oh, it's it's wonderful. It really is great, you know. Uh it it, it it's really good. Uh and but it's very Lovecraftian in it, in it, its nature. Uh but yeah. I don't know. Uh, anyway, so you the what you're saying about the nature of horror, I agree with because like there are there's students in my middle school math classes that are like, I have a poster of Jaws. Like I have a Jaws poster in my room. And I know some people would say that Jaws is not scary. Some people will say Jaws is scary, but the facts are the facts that that movie kept a lot of people out of the water for a very long time. Yeah. And uh, they're, they're like, they're like, Oh, that movie's dumb. It's not scary at all. And I'm like, okay, but put yourself in 1975 shoes and having never seen this movie, it would, it would scare you. Like that's what they don't understand. They don't put themselves in that perspective because they're so, I want to say like desensitized to horror movies anymore. Yeah. Yeah, Well, they, yeah, and, and and once again, the the nature of horror and what scares you and what or what thrills you or, you know, everything. A, it's very subjective. You know, it it it's the yeah. same as beauty. Fear, like beauty, is in the eye of the beholder. Ah, yes. You know, it, it it's just it's just the nature of it. Um, but yeah, things change over time. Um. I don't consider Jaws scary. I think Jaws is a stupid movie. Um, oh, I, I'm I'm sorry. I don't like Jaws. I don't I don't get the whole thing. Um, because I always put myself in the in in the shoes of like the people. It's like, hey, let's go swimming. Oh wait, we can't. There's a there's a shark around. All right, what's uh what's on TV? Cool. You know, hey, let's read a book. 
hey, look, we're we're good, we're uh, safe. Yeah, we're not gonna go to the beach today, and we're gonna live because we're nowhere near the beach. Um, <laughs> and I know that's an oversimplification. It is, but I'm just not that big into Jaws. Um, but I'm also not that big into monster movies. So, yeah. Um, but you're. I, I do have one more story. Yeah, sure. Share. Go ahead. Because uh, your story about having ambulances and things on standby for uh, Psycho reminded me of this. Uh, I took every available film class at UNI where I went to college. I took every film class that was offered because, just because. Yeah. Um, I know I'm a math teacher, but I just took them. Yeah. I was like, I. And I also took fiction writing classes. So I was always very curious how close I was to like an English minor because I took so many English classes in college. I, I hated English all through elementary, middle school, and high school, but then I got to college and appreciated it. But anyway, uh, it was around Halloween because I took this class like first semester. It was around Halloween, and our professor wanted to watch one of her favorite scary movies. It was. Um, from Japan, I think it was, well, it was Asian. Let's just put it that way. And the movie is called The Audition. Have you, are you familiar with this movie? I I am not. No. Okay. So The Audition, it's a crazy movie. And my oldest brother, Brian and I had seen this movie on like a list on like YouTube or it popped up on an article that we were reading one time as it's one of the scariest movies of all time is okay. what it said okay and and i'm like i i don't believe this and like in the article they were describing how people are like they just cannot watch this movie and like if you can make it through the entire movie you're you're crazy and all this other stuff and i'm like okay that'd be really interesting to see and so i knew this i knew about this movie the audition and so when we would go to watch the movie, we'd watch for the film class. We would go on like Wednesday nights to watch the movie all together as a class. Yeah. And as she introduced the movie, she said, if at any point in time, this movie becomes too much for you, you are free to get, you're free to go. This is not, you're not being graded for being here. This is just like a scary movie for the time of year. It It's fine. You can go. Okay. So the class started with like, I don't know, I think there was like 30 of us in there. By the end of the runtime, there were like 10 of us left. <laughs> wow. Really? And I was I was one of them. I was one of the 10. Right. Um, so the audition, the audition falls into the sort of, what was it, grotesque, like, re- what did you say, repugnant? Yeah, yeah, right. yeah, yeah, yeah. We're, we're repulsive category. We're you're literally trying to just play off of the the audience's repulsion factors. Like yes. What were what, what? Yeah. What repels them? Yeah. So in the first, the first act of this movie is a businessman is holding fake auditions for a fake movie so that he can find a wife. Okay. That's the first act. The second act is he finds somebody, is attracted to them, goes on dates with them, ends up marrying them, and 
the third act is she's batshit crazy. Um, and she's been like, she just collects men. Okay. <laughs> so she had been married before and she keeps the dismembered still alive torso of her previous husband in a burlap sack. Interesting. And, um, yeah. And there's a scene where she cuts off her current husband's foot with a piano wire. Wow. Okay. Um, and it just, it, it circles, it circles the drain of, being way over the top, but also like psychological. And it was, it was crazy. It was a crazy, insane movie. And I personally cannot believe I stayed through the whole thing because a overactive imagination. Yeah. And B it's a, it's a type, it's a sub genre. I wasn't a huge fan of. And, uh, but I stayed and we were sitting in like, you know, those old school desks where like the chair is attached to the desk. Yeah. Yeah. For the, th- the entire third act, I was literally leaned forward, grabbing the. Oh, are you there, Scott? Yeah, I'm here. I'm here. Yeah. It's all good. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. No, no, Sorry, I, my network, my network, it said my network connection was lost. Anyway. So I was sitting in a chair, like, with the desktop attached to it. Yep. Leaned forward with my hands grabbing the front of the desk, squeezing for the entire third act. So for, like, 30 to 45 minutes, I never moved from that spot. And I'm pretty sure my mouth was open the whole time. Like, oh, my God, I can't believe this is happening. Damn. What what, what was that called again? The Audition. The Audition. Okay, so, so it's not the twenty. It's not the two thousand fifteen with uh, Robert De Niro and Leonardo DiCaprio. No, uh, is it the nineteen ninety nine or the nineteen eighty four? Probably ninety nine. Here, let me look. Let's see here. Ninety nine. Oh, oh yeah, here, yeah. Here it is. Uh, a widower takes an offer to screen girls at a special audition arranged for him by a friend to find him a new wife. Uh, the one yes. he fancies is not who she appears to be after all. Yes. Ooh. Yes. <laughs> See, now I'm really curious if this is streaming anywhere, because I, I kind of want to watch this. All I got to say is the acupuncture scene. <laughs> the acupuncture scene. All right. I am cringing. I am cringing right now, Scott. You have no idea. Just thinking about it. <sighs> okay. Oof. Yes. So. Oh, anyway. Well. Uh, but anyway, so, yeah, uh, I, I, I think we've, uh, yeah, I mean, um, when it comes to horror and what's scary and what, you know, what fears you Yes, I just said a fears. A fears. A fears what, you. What are you afeard of? What are you afeard of? Yeah. Um there's <laughs> so many subgenres and everything yeah. of horror uh and stuff. So as far as what makes a movie scary, 
or what makes a book scary or 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 whatever um yeah once again fear like beauty is in the eye of the beholder so yeah uh i think that's uh i think that's a good place to stop there um all right i feel like we've I think I feel like we've talked about it. We want you to let us know what do you what scares you? What doesn't scare you? Can you watch uh, Nightmare on Elm Street in the dark? Can you not watch a Nightmare on Elm Street in the dark? Um, is your dog's name Jangers? Uh, hopefully, hopefully it is. You better not touch my dog. That's my dog Jangers. Uh, God, great times. Let us know. <laughs> Maybe give us some of your favorite scary movies to watch during this time of year. But until next time, until next time, this has been your weekly spooky alert. <laughs>